Blog Talk Radio. Turnbuckle Turmoil fans, welcome to the show on another Sunday afternoon. Sun Guy along with the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. Coach Mike Jones with us. Real fast before we jump into things with our guest today, if you're looking for some professional wrestling, two-day grindhouse wrestling at the arena in Jeffersonville, Indiana. You have New South Wrestling in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. And we'd also like to mention... Today was the funeral for Jay Briscoe, and so thoughts and uh, hopes go out to all of the people that were attending that, and hopefully things are going well for the family there. But without any further ado, I want to welcome our guest back to the show. It's been quite a while since we've had him. Happy to have him back. Alexis Derekov, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Well, one of the things I wanted to most ask you about is something that caught my eye, and I'm sure you were looking for it as well. There is a joint promoted show coming up, the Central Valley Showdown in California. Can you tell us a little bit about what that will entail and how that came together? Um, well, it came together, uh, Mike Rain, the promoter for Best of the West Wrestling, uh, is a very dear old friend of mine. We've been up and down the road together for 20-plus years at this point. And we've always talked about doing a, a joint Best of the West action coach show. Um, you know, timing just sometimes wasn't right. Um uh, and then recently, another old friend of mine, Jason Hastings, who's the promoter for the CWA, um, uh, I actually rent his ring for my shows. And, uh, you know, we were all talking one day and, uh, hey, we should do something. Well, what town do you want to do it in? Maybe we'll start in like the Central Valley area and move it up towards Sacramento, where I run out of, um, you know, a couple times a year. We'll figure it out. Um, Blacklist got involved. Uh, Will from Blacklist got involved. Um, and, you know, it basically was four promoters uh, actually agreeing to do something and split the the cost four ways with no, my match has to, I, you know, my match has to be the main event or anything like that. Um, and so, you know, we all sat down, we talked about it. Um, we have a group chat that goes on and we talk about ideas in the group chat and it's all very friendly and fun. And, um, you know, it's going to be a great show. It's, well, I mean, it's pretty much guaranteed to sell out. I know, uh, the sponsors have been coming in, 
left and right for the show. So it's going to be a fun time uh, in March. Now, with so many promotions taking part, uh, I know it's, like you said, a friendly venture and everything, but if there are people that want to get involved in the show and not necessarily even be in the ring, but if they wanted to help with the production or ring crew or anything like that, would they contact anyone specific or would they be able to contact any of the promoters to see if there's spots? How would that go? Um, I think, uh, well, I could say for sure the show is match wise is 100% booked. Um, obviously injuries can come about between here and there, but as far as I know, there is each promotion has two matches and there'll be a battle Royal and those are all booked up again. Um, I, you know, I could say you probably hit any of us up because we're all going to do the same thing and hit the group chat up like, hey, what do you think about this person maybe being in the Battle Royal? Um, uh, you know, we're never going to turn down ring crew people. Um, uh, and we'll probably never turn down camera people either. Uh, but I think, honestly, even with that being said, uh, that those spots have even been filled uh, with um, – I forget the gentleman's name who filmed down the Central Valley a lot, but uh, uh, I know he's got a crew that'll be uh, there. So, you know, it's one of those things that I'm sure you could always, it never hurts to ask one of the promoters, um, but we're all going to talk to each other no matter what. The actual business venture between four people, not just four guys half-assed working together refreshing to see something like that happen for sure now in california there at least in the past has been an annual event there and i know uh, that it's a very important event to a lot of people here on the west coast that being the memorial show for virgil flynn the third uh, a lot of fans in California and Oregon, Washington will remember him. A lot of the wrestlers very, very much recall him and work with him. Are there still uh, plans to do the memorial show? Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to speak out of turn for Virgil's family, including his wife and children, but I think um, I, I, I don't think there will ever be a uh, I'm not going to say there will never be another one, but I think uh, you have to get to a certain point where um, you have to let um, someone's passing go. And I, you know, I knew Virgil from the time he was 16 years old. I love that man with all my heart. And um, I think we honor Virgil every time we put on a show. So I don't, I don't necessarily know if there will ever be another uh, Virgil Flynn memorial show. Um, one thing I, I personally, I don't, um, I don't celebrate anniversaries of people's passings like some people do. Um, I find it a bit morbid. So, um, but if someone was to say, Hey, I want to do a Virgil Flynn Memorial Battle Royal. Do you want to be in it? I would for sure be there. Um, as long as that money was being donated to the family. Very, very solid. All right. Now, the 
wrestling scene in California for fans outside of California, uh, there's a lot of promotions there. And California, as large as it is, there's sort of a northern half and a southern half of California. So you have more or less two sets of wrestling scenes in California, if that makes sense. In the last few years, uh, we've seen a lot of promotions up in our area in the Pacific Northwest start to work together and be on better terms with each other and share talent more freely. Are the scenes in California reflective of that trend as well, or do you still see kind of a separation in the north and the south half of California? Um, well, really, there's three scenes, because it's SoCal, uh, and, and I'm going to, really, it's L.A., and then there's San Diego. They have, like, two separate scenes. And then there's the Central Valley, which will be the show on March 5th. And then there's, like, the Bay Area, and then there's, like, Sacramento, or, like, Sacramento. Yeah, pretty much Sacramento. And so those are sort of the way the California works. Um, uh, I honestly, I haven't wrestled in, you know, lower than Fresno in probably, geez, I think probably eight eight years or something like that. Um uh, just because I, back then I was like, I'm done traveling every other weekend to LA, like I did for 20 years. Um, but uh, so I really can't speak on the lower half of the state. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to, again, Blacklist, uh, Best of the West, CWA, um, What a Drag, uh, which is like half drag show, half wrestling show, it's real fun. Um, they all use, I'm not going to use all the same people, but they all have a sort of a reoccurring people show up on those shows. Um, and there's no drama or heat, um, like some people would say, uh, because they all kind of have their own, they have their own fan base, and then they have the fans that go to all the shows anyway, so it doesn't really make any sense. Um, I mean, in Sacramento alone, uh, there's ACW, Next Level Pro, CWF, uh, Ugly Dojo runs some shows. I'm sure you guys know Big Ugly. Um, yes. Uh, the West, what is it, Western Coast or West Coast Wrestling or whatever it's called out of the San Francisco, they come here uh, a couple times a year and they run the Colonial Theater like everyone else does. Um, uh, you know, so, and I mean, honestly, I know for a fact, I don't, I can't really speak for the West coast guy. I don't know him. Um, but like TWF, ACW and next level have all had conversations about when do you, when are you going to run? Well, here's our dates and here's your dates. And okay, I'll run this weekend. You guys run that weekend, you know? Um, so it's, it's very friendly nowadays. And, and, uh, like I tell everyone, I'm 46 years old. I'm too old to be fighting with, um, guys about, uh, when they're going to be running shows and this and that, I was like, if you're going to make a big deal about it, I'll just run a different day or I'll run, not run that month or whatever. I don't care. Um, so, but you know, I, all the shows have, you know, 
people that rotate in and out of their promotions. You know, East Bay Pro Wrestling out of Concord or out of Pacheco, California, they run three shows a month out of their building, you know. Um, and he's got a rotating roster. I'm, you know, um, myself, Boyce LeGrand, um, I believe JMM and Trip Rogers just won their tag belts last night. Um, gosh, who else? Sean's the Bike Club. You know, uh, Abigail Warren will go through there every once in a while. Brittany Wonder will go through every, every once in a while. Um, you know, that's where Jordan Blue trained. Uh, you know, they've got people like Leon Acuza, who's like the backbone of their their company. And he's been there since day one. Uh, so you got a bunch of people that Maynard books. And honestly, he bo- he probably books five new people every show that probably haven't ever been on a show. So it's in the northern half of the state. And there's other promotions that I'm completely, like, forgetting or can't even name. But um, everything, everything seems to me from the outside looking into other people's promotions, everything looks fine to me. Everyone seems to be drawing fairly decently. Uh, so if we're all drawing, there should be no heat. Absolutely. That's good to hear everybody's doing well down there. Always good when the whole scene's thriving. Oh, SPW. SPW runs it. They run kind of south of Sacramento, but they're still in the area. Yeah, I told you I was forgetting people. Easy to do when there's a lot of promotions. Oh, no, I couldn't even try to name half of them. I probably named a quarter. Now, like you were just saying, you used to travel quite a bit in your career and go on longer trips. If there are some younger wrestlers out there today where people that are considering getting into wrestling that haven't gone on the road yet, what are some of the travel tips that you would have that would make their lives easier? Um, Well, I tell all the new people and probably have for a decade is uh, make sure you have a job. Um, Make sure you have a car that works. Um, Make sure you have AAA or something the equivalent of AAA. Uh, every every wrestler in the world should have a uh, either a Moose Lodge membership or an Elks Lodge membership because you can eat and drink there for very cheap, and most of them are open fairly late. Also, most of those places have a spot you could park in overnight and for probably ten or fifteen bucks. And some places I heard it's, it's even free. Uh, you could sleep in your car there, and it's safe. Um, if you're going to travel, travel with two or three people, even if they're not booked, but they want to get out, be like, Hey man, bring your gear. You might not get on this show, but you might be on the next one. Cause you did bring crew. Um, and don't be cheap. Pay for gas, pay for, you know, if somebody picks up a tab for lunch. You pick up the tab for dinner. Simple, simple, common courtesy shit, you know? And when you're up there, if you guys got a couple days, find a school and train. Because you never know who's going to be at that school. That is the truth for sure. Along the lines of traveling, 
one of the things that you will see veterans invest in and make sure they have is a good gear bag that they use for all their wrestling gear, merchandise, whatever they need. A lot of guys, when they're starting out, don't really invest in it where they don't think about it. Do you have advice on the actual physical gear bag if someone out there is looking to get into the business and hasn't picked something up yet? Yeah, man, go to Costco. They got great deals on the two- and three-bag deals. And if they break within, like, five years, you just take it back to Costco and get a new one. Um, that's what I've been doing for years. Spend 150 bucks, and maybe every 10 years spend it again, you know. Um, get the big one to carry your merch in. Get the medium-sized one to carry your gear in. If you need a, the third one, which if you've got three bags, they probably yell at you. But, you know, throw, you know, Maybe leave that one home and bring a lunchbox with your uh, uh, your snacks for the road. All right. Now, since you have been to a lot of promotions in your day, you're very well aware, as most people are in the business, on the independent circuit, the quality of rings can vary tremendously you have some that are very well made very high quality pleasure to wrestle in them other ones are more or less a death trap and you wonder how not everyone on the car is blown out a knee what would you say has been the best physical ring in which you've wrestled um wow, that's a hard one i would probably say um there's a guy named Josh Edlow. He used to run a company called the SWF here in Northern California. And he has, he has a real nice ring. It's still, it's still around. It's a real nice ring. Um, I always liked the ring at, um, oh, darn it, it was a SoCal promotion. Uh, I think it was the Santino Brothers ring. Uh, I don't know if it's the one they currently have, but you know, six, seven, eight years ago, they were. I think they rented their ring out to this promotion. That's slipping my mind, and uh, that was a real nice ring down there. Um, but uh, you know, if I had to go with my favorite ring, at least up in the northern half of the state, was always the SWF ring. All right. Well. It- this point in time my co-host coach Mike Jones is standing by and I sure think the coach has some questions for you so I will pass things over to him okay hey how you doing it's an honor to have you thanks for your time thanks for having me coach and uh, I think I recall that we were on at least one or two shows down there at Portland Wrestling back in the day uh, possibly. I, uh, Bobby, Bobby Payne, back in, back in those days, and, and I think I got pictures and possibly interviewed. Been, been oh, a long really? time, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a real long time. But, yeah, no, I mean, I did work there for a really long time, so uh, why Bobby was running pretty hot. So, remember the, the Will of Minus shows? Yeah, it's pretty fun. fun. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, so we have some standard questions we like to ask. I'm sure Sign Guy okay. would love to know what what your favorite coffee to drink is. Um, I like my coffee black. That's it. Any certain brand? Um. Uh, you mean like from a store, or like you, man? Yeah, Holy like full name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like uh, uh, I actually just got turned on a friend. It's called Black Rifle Coffee Company. I think is the name of it. It's like a okay, a military themed coffee. I just I, my friend of mine just gave me a bag about a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, this is really good. So I'm gonna have to stay with them. All right, that sounds I'd interesting. I look, but I'm not in my house. <laughs> okay, and then, uh, so who were some of your heroes growing up, whether it was wrestling, sports, music, or ordinary life, or all of the above? Um, my dad, my mom, um, both of my uncles, um, my grandfathers were probably my, my, my heroes, still are, um, even though most of them are gone. Um in wrestling, um, I was a I was a four horseman guy. I looked up to Flair and Arn and Tully and JJ and even old old Oli um, were always the guys I liked. Um, you know, I I was I was the kid that didn't want the good guys to ever win, so I rooted for all <laughs> the bad guys. Um, you know, I think I was fortunate. We had cable pretty early on, so I knew who all these guys were probably by the time I was. Oh geez, I don't know, six, seven years old. So, um, uh, and I love the NWA. You know, I always often get accused of being an NWA type Booker, um, but uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, I think if you had to go with like um, Larry Hagman is my favorite TV actor. J.R. Ewing was. I used to always say that Alexis Derevko was basically the Russian J.R. Ewing. Um, so, um, showing my age there, some of you people reading this or listening to this probably don't know who I'm talking about. But uh, that was plus that was, was. Plus, he was Major Nelson. That's even go back further. I wasn't even born then, but geez. But uh, yeah, you know, so that was my thing. Was I was a, you know, I always liked the bad guys, more the NWA bad guys. You know, I always joke that the only good guys I ever really rooted for were were Sting, uh, Tito Santana, and uh, 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 oh shoot, what am I drawing a blank on their name? Uh, what were Rick Martel and Tom Zink, that were their tag team called? Strike Force? Okay, yeah, Zink, yeah, okay, yeah. Was, was like, nice, they were my yeah, favorite yeah. tag team, so, uh, but yeah, okay. that was, uh, that was those were the guys that I always really liked. Um, you know, I think when I got older and into my teens and early twenties when I got into business, obviously, you know, I liked the Scott Halls and the uh obviously Steve Austin is my favorite pro wrestler of all time. I liked him as stunning Steve even. Um, Brian Pillman. So those are all my kind of my general concept heroes in life. 
Okay, and did you play sports grow, uh, growing up or in high school? I played soccer from the time I was, or football, if you're outside of the United States. Um, I played from the time I was five years old until uh, I got in the wrestling business some, until, like, July of 1998. I started wrestling in August of 98. So... Um. Uh, yeah, I was. I went to college and I played. Um, not very well, but I played. Uh, um, and then I did all the other, you know, little league baseball. I played baseball until probably my junior year. I can't remember. I don't remember if it was my junior year or my sophomore year. I tore my Achilles tendon, so. After that, I never played uh, anything but soccer. So up until that, I never played football. I don't think my mom ever wanted me to play uh, American football. So, uh, but I played soccer uh, for a really long time. And uh, all the okay. other sports just kind of off and on. Yeah. All right, and then what's your self-defense background? Um, I actually boxed. As a kid, um, it was just a, I had a neighbor that was actually an old boxing trainer. So in his garage, he had a full setup ring. Uh, you know, boxing rings are real low to the ground. Um, he had the speed bags and all that stuff. So I, I learned how to, I learned how to use my hands at a very young age. And that really comes and, in yeah. handy. Yeah, because I can break your nose pretty quickly without ever throwing a second punch. <laughs> All right. And then who are some of your favorite people to work with? Oh, man. Um, I, well, I would say my, my favorite professional wrestler is Dark Sheik. We were a tag team for a really long time, and we had some great matches uh, in our rivalry. Um, Mike Green, Johnny Butabi, Robbie Phoenix, uh bunch of uh, big ugly uh we haven't had a lot of matches but we have some good ones um uh azul angel was always one of my favorites uh, i don't know if you guys remember that oh that we remember him, yeah. up there in the pacific northwest um uh Brittany wonder christina Bonieri, shotzi blackheart timothy thatcher uh she's um, Scorpio Sky and I had one match that was fairly good. It was a tag match, I think, or maybe it was a three-way. I can't remember, but it was good. He was real young. We were both real young in the business. Um, geez, man, there's so many good people that I've worked over the years. It's really hard. Just uh, I'm gonna forget. So I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get a phone call after this post and be like, "Oh, you didn't mention me. I guess you don't <laughs> like me." Uh. Um, uh, Joe Soul uh, is a real good wrestler. Uh, we've always had, we had chemistry, um, Vir, uh, Virgil Flynn, Mike Hayashi, uh, DJ Riz, uh, man, I, you put me on the spot. I'm, I'm going to blank on names oh, 25 hey, years in. <laughs> Myself and our fans have lots of wrestlers to look up right there. Quite the list. All right, yeah. cool. So, uh. How many different characters have you worked in wrestling? 
Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> my first, uh, from August of 1998 until sometime in night or sometime in 2003 or four, I don't remember when Johnny Payne dubbed me the Russian, but, uh, there's another name. Pitbull Johnny Payne was a guy who really in my career taught me a lot in a handful of matches. Um, uh, I probably had a new character every six months uh, because I came up in the old days when promoters gave you a gimmick and you did a gimmick and you didn't fucking talk about it or bitch about it or go on social media. It wasn't social media, but you didn't even bitch about it to the boys in the fucking car ride. Um, and so I had a bunch of shitty gimmicks for five years or so. Um, fortunately, one day I made the decision to, shaved my head because it was too hot or something here in these California summers. And I still had my, my beard and I hadn't shaved it off yet. And Johnny had come over to the gym we were training at and said, Oh, you look like Smirnoff. We're going to use you as a Smirnoff now. So I was a Smirnoff for a little while until his family got upset that I was using the name. Uh, so I changed it to Derevco. Uh, I stole it from, uh, the TV show Alias. I just spelled it differently so J.J. Abrams didn't sue me. Okay, cool. Nice. Pretty much been Alexis Gorevko for 20 years at this point. And then who are, who have been some of your uh, toughest opponents, of course, as a work? Um, uh, Jesus Cruz, another guy I've worked a million times. Um, when you, when you, everyone knows when you, when you work Jesus, you feel it the next day, uh, Drake Frost. But I love that shit. Don't get me wrong. Cause I'm going to pound the hell out of you too. Um, uh, Drake Frost, Jesus Cruz, Maynard Skinner, uh, 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 shit. Uh, Sean Black, a buddy of mine, SoCal. Uh, um, Sam Knight, another guy, another tough guy. He used to be a SoCal guy. He's out in the Midwest running, uh, oh, what is it called? Um, I think it's Deep Six Wrestling. Um, uh, They, you know, Sean Black has Amped Up Wrestling down there in SoCal, real fun promotion. Um, But, uh, uh, man, it's just, that's again, it's another one. I'm going to miss a bunch of guys. Timothy Thatcher was, you know, I think we only had two matches, and uh, he stretched me, and I beat the shit out of him, you know. So it was a good clash of style. Okay, nice. Yeah, well, we're going to have to check those out. Yes. Okay. And then uh, let me see. What's some of the most memorable matches you've seen? Oh, wow. Um I think if you had to go with on pay-per-view, I, I always remember the night Sting won the world title. I think the first time was the uh, was Great American Bash, I believe, uh, in Baltimore. I could be wrong on that, but that was whatever. Whatever Sting won the title, and it was like a big deal. It was on pay-per-view. Um, obviously, uh, Michaels and Flair and Michaels and Taker, the 
first one, I think it was the really good one. Um, uh, you know, it's, um, if I had to go with like in person, like at shows, um, one that stands out was probably again, towards the end of my run in LA after, you know, I think probably 15 years or 18 years down there, uh, it was Brittany Wonder, Nicole Savoy, and Rays. Uh, at the time, they were all still kind of new in the business. And I want to say it was about 10 years ago. Uh, you know, I had sort of used my political power to, they wanted them to be like the first match on the show. And I was like, no, put them on the semi-main. I kind of explained myself to the other veteran guys on the show. I said, no, man, you got to give them a chance. And everyone, it was D-Boy and Robbie Phoenix. We all kind of had to have a little powwow between the older guys in the ring. And it was like, okay. And honestly, I think everyone in that building, including the guys for the main event who had to follow it, I felt bad for it. You know, it was just everything <laughs> they did was just magic. And, you know, other promotions tried to copy it. And they had good matches in three ways. Just what that night, it was the first time they'd all wrestled each other in that style match. And they got put up in the main event for the first time that, you know, the women in SoCal were match one, match two, match three. If they were match four or five, it was a miracle And at that time. And, you know, ever since, they've all been kind of elevated. Um, so that's always a match. Um, there was a match that Dark Sheik and Mike Hayashi did. It was a ladder match, Fresno. I was actually hurt at the time. And uh, Sheik and I were uh, – uh, Still teaming, but they did a ladder match for I don't know some title, probably a, a little cruiserweight title or something, or X division title or something. Uh, I don't remember what it was. And uh, Dark Sheik gave Hayashi the uh, Shia Crescent from the ladder that fucking scared the shit out of me. Um, and I wasn't even wrestling, but I, you know, I played a part in getting Sheik up the ladder. So they could grab the title and all that. So it's always a match I wasn't really in, but I was there for. Um, uh, there was another match between Johnny Butabi and Dark Sheik for the time I was booking a company out of the Bay called Devil Mountain Wrestling. And they went, oh, I don't know, probably an hour. And probably within 40 seconds of starting the match, Sheik got, cut the hard way and bled for basically an hour. Um, how they didn't pass out, I don't know. But uh, that was yeah, just one um, of those matches that I always remember sitting and looking through the curtain like, oh, dude, I can't believe they just went, you know, 55 minutes or whatever the match was. Um, and the people were up the entire time. Uh, um, uh, you know, and there's always the other, to me, the, the special moments are those people that get their first maybe heavyweight title or world title, whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's special to them and you're there for them. Like uh, my friend Leon Akuza, I've known him since he started. Um, he won his first heavyweight title uh, last May. And I was there for that. I was a little drunk, but I was, I do remember it. Um, ignore my speech afterwards. Um, uh, you know, Sean Sims winning one of his first heavyweight titles. Uh, Anton Voorhees winning one of his first heavyweight titles. Um, things like that are the stuff that I, as a professional wrestler, appreciate. 
because I know how hard they work and I know how what it meant to them um, because it meant that they were going to be the person that was going to be responsible for drawing tickets and they all did really well at it. You know, and there's other friends again. I've been around almost 25 years. There's so many people that have I could throw out here. This this conversation would be two out two and a half hours long or two and a half days long. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you, man. That is very special. Okay, now the infamous question: What about some of your most memorable matches? Um. I had said this in other podcasts, and I'll say it again, that I had two matches, and they were in back-to-back years on the same uh, style show. It was the Foot Slam. Uh, I don't know if they still do it or not because I haven't wrestled there in four or five years, but um, they used to have, and I believe it was the Hood Fighter Tournament, and I had, I don't remember what in order they went. I wrestled Christina Von Erian one, and the next year I worked Shotzi Blackheart. And I've said that I should have retired after both of those matches um, because nothing I was ever going to do was going to be better than those two um, to that point. Um, I would say that Dark Sheik and I had a a long run as a tag team and we had a long breakup that was actually, I think, in three separate promotions. We did seven or nine singles matches over like three months. So that series of matches from the end of the tag team to the end of the feud was probably my favorite angle I ever did. Um, uh, anytime that Johnny Butabi and I have ever wrestled, it's been magic. It's just the word chemistry doesn't even do uh, our chemistry just justice. Um, we're not, Johnny and I are very old school. We're not sitting in the back calling spots for three hours. We look at each other and go, we're going to do this, right? And we go, yeah. And we just go out there and work. Um, and he's been that way since he started. Um, um, man, uh, there was a, a night actually last year that it was actually two matches, and it's actually some guys that are up there. Um, oh, geez, I'm going to. Um, they're one of the tag teams. Uh, oh, geez, what are their names? One's a bald guy. One's kind of a bigger, I don't want to say heavy, but heavier guy. Um, the Black Sheep and, oh, man, what are their names? Oh, I can't think what their names are. I feel bad because I really like those guys. Uh, I want to say they're out of Washington. That's yeah, they're one thinking. West guys. One of them's the black. Sign, who's the other guy? Uh, Dave Turner and Chris Ross. Yes. Yes, those guys. I So in the same night, Mike Green and I tagged in a tag tournament. Uh, and we, we wrestled them, and we wrestled a, a younger team, a guy's NPR, uh, Marco Mayor and Fabuloso Fabricio. Um, and... Mike and I were talking afterwards and came to the schools that in our entire time being in the business together, that was the second and third time we'd ever been in a tag match together. So it was like, oh, I didn't realize that. So that night, again, it's sort of a a double moment that I really loved in last year when I was sort of doubting myself, Um, you know, much like you've heard Flair and Taker talk about recent interviews. I was sort of at that phase in my career. And I really was like, 
and and we also worked at Angle with Rikishi that night, so it was like, uh, okay, like this was a fun fucking night, you know. I mean, it's, it's always a night I'll remember. That was at What a Drag, the half drag, half wrestling show. Um, and I've had so many. Um, Levi Shapiro's first match, August fifteenth. Jeez, uh, I want to say two thousand and. 10, 2009, I, I don't quite, I believe I'll be able to tell you when he debuted. I know it was August 15th, I believe. Uh, it was a few weeks after uh, DJ Riz passed, so technically that was a memorial show for him. Um, and but with Levi's first match, so obviously, and I was the one who trained him, so it was like, that's always a match. I can tell you till this day what we did in that match, and I can't tell you what I had for breakfast. So, but <laughs> I, I have so many memories, and I have so many fond memories again i could sit here for two and a half days and be like oh yeah there was this and then, oh um another one Brittany wonder and i had a series of matches at best of the west uh probably uh, three or four years ago uh and those series of matches were real fun actually her and i've had a couple series uh we actually one summer we worked every single weekend from like may to october at least three times every weekend and it was yeah and it was legitimately like again we Brittany and i get in the ring together it's like let's do this and she goes yeah okay and then it's just we go out there and we call it in the ring uh i know what she can do she knows what i do i mean if you watch me for the last 20 years i'm gonna kick punch chop probably headbutt you side rush and leg sweep Pile driver, sky high. That's about it. That's that's my five moves of doom. Uh, and Brittany is obviously much smaller than me, but we never we never had a bad match ever 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 ever. Wow. Okay. So that's man. You got quite the story, man. What a blessing. Yeah, it's been a hell of a run, man. Like I said, in August so it'll be twenty five years and. Uh, you know, my company is going strong and, and Action Coast Wrestling. You know, we got a show uh, February 18th here in Sacramento. Uh, we've got the big Central Valley show a few weeks later on uh, March 5th. So, um, you know, uh, it, it's a fun little run that, that I've been on. And, you know, my my ring days are numbered, but my promoting days are not. You know, I've got great uh, business then... partners in Stephen Larson who, who have the Going in Raw podcast. So nice, and that was my next question: Is what else you had coming up? Do you have other stuff other than you already what you already mentioned? Um, yeah. So we Action Coast runs in our facility every other month. So we have uh, February eighteenth, April, whatever the Saturday is after WrestleMania. I think the eighth, and then the first weekend in June, the first Saturday in June. Uh, probably the fifth or the sixth, something like that. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I don't want to get out of this. I feel like my phone will hang up. Um, but uh, and then we have a taco festival in Sacramento, May 21st, the Sunday. It'll be an afternoon day show. Obviously the the thing uh, Merced with the big Central Valley show. I wrestle a lot um, for East Bay Pro Wrestling. They have a their facility is called Pacheco Square Garden, kind of a montage to, to Madison Square Garden um, uh, and you know sort of like their intercontinental title so I'm that I have that title and I defend that actually I've defended it in Colorado and other places um, 
so I take that as like a traveling title around with me. I defended it at a, a there's a LGBTQ plus promotion called uh, Full Clear that uh, runs shows that I, I've defended at quite a few, probably two or three times now. Um, so I, you know, I think uh, uh, I've been off. I kind of had a light January on purpose as I was a little beat up at the end of last year. Um, uh, but you know, I think personally for myself, obviously I have two shows on February 11th. I'll do full clear, uh, during the day and then I'll do East Bay at night. Uh, obviously action coast, uh, and then I'll do East Bay again the following week in February. So, you know, you ever, you know, everything is at Alexis Derevko on Facebook, uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can always, I always post about where I'm not one of those people who doesn't post where I'm wrestling at. I post all the time. Um, so, you know, the, the, the end of the road tour, I don't know when it's going to end, but it's closer, it's closer than, uh, than the the beginning. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. And then that was my next question. How do people get a hold of you? Any other ways they can get a hold of you? You got YouTube or anything else? Um, uh, YouTube, not as much. Uh, The, the Action Coast Wrestling has a YouTube. We actually just posted last Sunday, our first episode of ACW Surge done pretty well in the first week um i believe we're going to be posting every two weeks to kind of get it started um yeah that's sort of up to my partner steven larson from the going in raw podcast um and then uh uh like i said it's a-l-e-x-i-s-d-a-r-e-v-k-o best way to get a hold of me uh like i said uh Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, hit me up. Um, um, but yeah, that's you know that's all my social media is gonna be the Action Coast and Action Coast Wrestling has ACW Live on Twitter and then it's Action Coast Wrestling on Instagram and Action Coast Wrestling okay. on Facebook. Cool. And then Sign Guy asked you one of my standard questions of your su- suggestion for people wanting to get into wrestling, but then after that, I usually ask what schools you have to suggest. Um, see, it all kind of depends on where you are. So if you're in, um, San Diego, I'd hit up B-Boy. Um, I don't want to say the wrong name, but if you know B-Boy, he's got a school, uh, in the San Diego area. Uh, if you're in LA, Santino Brothers. Uh, if you're in the Central Valley area, uh, Mike Rain and Best of the West. Uh, if you're in the East Bay, hit up uh or in the bay hit up east bay pro wrestling if you're in sacramento really there's only one school that's next level pro wrestling um those are all people who are uh one certified professional wrestlers that have been doing it for a very long time um they're not doing it in their backyard uh not that there's anything wrong with that if you have a ring in your backyard and you're training people it's just i would never tell anyone to go there um uh you know and they have Heaps and heaps and heaps. If, uh, also, if you're in L.A., Robbie Phoenix does train people as well. I'm not sure where he's training at now, but Robbie Phoenix is a great trainer. Uh, another old friend. Um, that would be my suggestion to those schools. Okay, great. Hey, man, I really appreciate your time, and thank you for coming on. It's an honor and pleasure to talk to you, and I'm sure Sign Guy has more. And, hey, I wish you all the luck in the world, brother. Oh, thank you very much, brother.
Well, I do have one more question here. You mentioned that the entering days are coming to a close at some point sooner rather than later. If you could take all the politics out, take away exclusive contracts, all of that type of part of wrestling, and you could have a match with anyone active right now in any venue in the world, what would your dream final match be? Ooh. I mean, honestly, I think it would have to be at MSG. Uh, you know, I think just because I think our styles would be great. We never got to work each other, even though we did LA a lot together. It would be me and Samoa Joe and like a last man standing or a, yeah, probably like a last man standing match. Just I think we'd beat the hell out of each other and it'd be entertaining as hell. Um, uh, uh, not signed guy. I don't oof, man. Um, honestly, I think if I had to do a, a with guys who weren't signed, my brother doesn't work anymore due to injury, but Sasha and I versus four minutes of heat, uh, or midnight heat, whatever they're called now, uh, in some sort of tag gimmick match. Uh, cause I love Ricky Gibson a ton. So also if you're in Oregon, train with those guys. Oregon Wrestling Academy. Yes, the Oregon Wrestling Academy. Yeah, train, train with those guys. I say full support. Now, as we wrap up the show today, we have a few and we, minutes and left. And we have to do – wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. If me and, me and Sasha versus Midnight Heat at the Oregon Armory that Dono, uh, Dono and Juice run out of. That's, that would be my final tag match. So I had to do it with Sasha if you could do it. Armory, I believe, it would be in Salem. Whatever it is, that's the one I'd want it to be in. All right. Well, we got a few minutes left, and I want to make sure you have enough time. If there's anything that you want to say in closing, go ahead and plug and promote anything and everything, appearances, merchandise, shows, your favorite laundromat, anything at all that you would want, floor is yours. Um, actually, we do have a website. It's acwlive.com that you can uh, go visit. It's sort of brand new and being in the process of being worked on, but we do have merch. We also have um, uh, the acwmerch.com is our merch site that uh, you can find links to on Twitter and things like that and Instagram. Um, probably Instagram is easier. Uh, you know, hit up, you know, follow follow all my friends. Uh, look up their names. Best of the West Wrestling, East Bay Pro Wrestling, Hood Slam, uh, Next Level Pro, uh, uh, CWA or California Wrestling Association, Black uh, Blacklist Pro, uh, TWF, all these guys, you know, Ugly Dojo, all my friends that, that have companies, SPW, you know, hit them up, follow their shit, watch it, watch it on YouTube, uh, watch everybody's stuff, you know, um, like, follow, subscribe, all that fun stuff, just support everybody, man, and have a good time and, and enjoy, you know, uh, everybody's uh, content they're putting out, 
All right. Well, Alexis, I want to thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us today. I appreciate it. And best of luck to not only your show, but also the co-promoted Central Valley Showdown coming up in several weeks. Hopefully that will be a sellout and everybody will win. I I guarantee you it's going to be a sellout. But I appreciate you guys' support. Thanks for having me on very much. Yeah, but thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely our pleasure. Fans, if you're not familiar with the promotions there in California, look those up. There's a lot going on in California, a lot of good wrestling happening. So check it out. you got the names of a lot of promotions, a lot of wrestlers today. So do a little bit of research, find something you like. If you have wrestling near you, go out and support your local independence. We'll be back with you on Friday afternoon. We have promoter Sean Hardy out of the great state of Delaware. One week from today, we have a day off for one week, but then we will be right back with you two weeks from this very day, and we will have the NGW Northwest champion Viento with us. So make sure you have plans to join us. We will talk to you soon. Everybody stay safe out there.